You're listening to the Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. You guys, I'm so bummed. I this is my like second take at this. I've been been really a doozy lately. I keep messing up. I keep getting distracted. You know all the things. I guess that's what happens when I record at night. I feel like my productive hours truly are like ten to two. another time hits and I'm just like but I'm super bummed because I'm bringing back like the really fun component of these episodes where I open whatever drink I'm I'm sipping on with me or my guest and I talk about it and I'm I'm drinking a super unexciting drink right like it's just sparkling water I mean it tastes great but I had the whole ASMR moment where I like opened the cup I poured it it was a whole thing I mean maybe I can pour whatever's left here and you can hear that but you know, not nearly as exciting, but next time, hopefully I can just get it all in one go and, and it'll be a good episode and you can hear me open the thing and it'll be a moment, (laughs) but I have my dog on my lap. If you hear her, it's around 5 PM in the afternoon. It's Wednesday, February 1st that I'm recording, but this is going live tomorrow, Thursday, when we always launch new episodes, but The reason that's significant and the reason that I want to talk about that is because I feel like we put so much pressure on January as being the month of intention settings, goal settings, make it happen, really stepping into your health, your mindset, all these things, right? Like incredibly positive things. Those things come in the new year naturally, right? It's the start of a new year. Of course, that's going to happen. You reflect on what you accomplished the year prior. You talk about all the things that you want to change, improve, continue doing, et cetera, et cetera. The places you want to go, the things you want to see, you know, the money you want to make. I could go on and on. Yet what I've noticed in my own personal journey is that each year I find myself doing the same thing, right? I start the year, I wake up super refreshed. Maybe I go for a really long walk or a hike. Maybe I deeply reflect and I write like three morning pages of how I'm feeling, of the goals that I have for this year, of what I want to do, how I want to work out, how I want to eat, how much money I want to make, right? Like, sorry, my dog. And I feel really good about those. Me and my partner feel really good about those. Me and Alex are like talking about all the things we're going to, we're going to do this year. And we get excited. We hold each other accountable. And this year we set it up even more differently because he got me this incredible big calendar and it hangs in our office and we literally physically cross off each day. We add stickers for certain things that we'd accomplish that we've been really wanting to accomplish like a daily workout or taking our dog on a really long walk, you know, all these little things. But the reason I'm saying all this is because... My dog is getting comfy on the chair next to me. And it was like, you good, Winnie? You comfy? Um, But the reason I'm saying all this is because I feel like every year I fall off after January. I'm like, okay, back to autopilot mode. Oh, it's fine if I didn't accomplish those goals. I never really like needed to get in that habit or do that thing. And you get stuck in this cycle where for me and Alex, me and my fiance, 
each year we're like, oh my God, I wanted to try to make that change last year, but like here I am making that intention again. You know, and it could be something as little as nail biting, right? For Alex, he always says, I don't want to bite my nails anymore. And then he keeps biting his nails and he like tries the start of the year comes and he tries to do everything he can to stop biting his nails and he does an amazing job and his nails go really long and it's like so great and he's so happy and then he gets stressed at work and then his nails are short again or like I for example I'm like oh I'm not gonna touch my face I'm not gonna pop my pimples because wow look at my face when I don't do that look at what happens and then too bright of lighting in the bathroom I see a pimple coming up and PMS what do I do I touch my face I pop it makes everything worse and then I'm complaining all week about what I've just done to my face right it's like we get in and I'm using that metaphor as what January sometimes feels like to me it's like you're stepping into this commitment and this space but then February comes March comes April comes and you might lose that commitment to those things that you're trying to do I'm not saying this is happening to everyone I'm just speaking to to me and my journey and, and me and Alex's journey and what we've experienced together and I've talked to a lot of my friends about this so this year me and Alex set up truly what I think is so simple but so good and it's that every first of the month we literally look at each other and we celebrate and we're like happy first of the month like as if it's new year's we're so excited we're brushing our teeth this morning we're like kissing february 1 woo what are our goals what are our intentions like tonight we're we're making it fun right like tonight i'm making tacos and we're going to talk about what we accomplished last january that we set out to accomplish literally last month and what are our goals this month how can we do even better this month truly like a proper check-in right because I was just letting that check-in happen once a year or once every few months when I found myself having a breakdown of like emotion and tears and stress and panic and being like what am I doing I don't know what I'm doing I can't catch my breath when if we just kind of look back in check back in and we treat every new month truly with that same weight as we treat a new year beautiful things can happen it's like creating these routines for you that are going to make you happy. Or we decided to sit down and look over all of our finances for last month because we had felt like we were overspending on a lot of things. So we had like canceled subscriptions. We had made a new budget for eating out and for buying groceries and eating at home way more often. Like last year, I feel like I was just trying to maximize plans with people because I never really felt like I had time for anyone. So I was like, great, Monday night, we'll do dinner out. Tuesday, we'll do drinks. Wednesday, we'll do this. And I was truly never feeling grounded or like I had time for me or myself or like I was eating nourishing foods because I was constantly going out and already in January we were re-looking at our finances and we're like oh my god we only spent that amount of money going out like amazing and we feel so good and we feel so fulfilled because we're making fun dinner date plans with friends at our house or at their house or we're switching up the plans and we're doing a daytime walk or whatever it is we're We're making these little changes that add so much value to us and our life. And that's what I want you all to lean into as you enter each new month. Like February is a beautiful time. February 1 is a beautiful time to reflect and feel the love in the air, that Valentine's energy, that Cupid, you know, kiss. Like like use Cupid as your little angel on your shoulder being like, Hey, um, 
time to check in. Like, smooch, smooch, let's go. What are you thinking about? What are you going to do this month? How do you feel? Have you said, told your friends that you love them, your family, your partner, yourself? You know. Anyways, that was a really long-winded way of saying that in doing that, in celebrating the start of each new month, I have a different gratitude for life. I have a different approach on my goals and reaching them. And I have a different accountability with myself because each month is a celebration and whatever I accomplish that month is a celebration. It almost makes me like remember what happened and reflect on it. I feel like time goes by so fast and then it takes us all the way to the end of the year and the start of a new year to be like, what did I do this year? Like that's literally what me and Alex were doing. We're like, okay, we went here, we did this, we got engaged, we're planning a wedding, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, and then those things feel like mundane when they're just huge things. But if you celebrate each monthly win and each thing that's month that's getting you closer to the goal that you the bigger goal that you've set out it'll be hugely beneficial I think in my opinion and I really hope it works for us but so far it really has like we're sticking to our goals we're believing in ourselves and it creates this this drive to even believe more and more and more and make more things happen and feel better and feel more healthy and all of it so that's my two cents about that and, you know, I've just, in in addition to that, I've been, I've been really intrigued on this idea of goal setting. Goals and really getting tangible about your goals, like descriptive of what they are, is so important. And it's something that I've lacked these last two years, three years, I want to say, since starting all the babies. When I started all the babies... I had such a clear vision and goal and mindset for what I was going to create, right? And then it happened. And then it got bigger and bigger until fast forward to today where I literally got my eyebrows done at this new technician that I found. Shout out Pia Baroncini. She's amazing. I saw Pia tag her. Iris and West. Um, Not an ad. Just want everybody to know that Amanda's the best. Um, but she was literally like, oh, like, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, you know, just work. And she's like, what do you do? And I was like, I own a company, baby and adult clothes here in LA. And she's like, what's it called? And I was like, all the babies. She's like, oh my God, I love you guys. I know you guys. I have your sweats. Like, and my girlfriend who has a baby has, has all your sweats and loves them for the baby. And it just was so humbling. And it was this moment of like, oh my gosh, Never in a million years, I mean, I could have hoped, did I think that my eyebrow lady would know my brand. Like, this is so badass and awesome, right? And I really felt touched by that moment and just so grateful and happy about what I've created. Yet, in driving home, this very innate, interesting sadness kicked in where I was like, have I actually sat down and defined my goals for the business? Because I've gotten so busy in what I truly call autopilot mode of just existing, of just floating above the ground so that I can make ends meet, so that I can just keep doing what works, so that I can, you know, keep up with the day-to-day task, pack the orders, respond to the customer emails, whatever the thing, right? Go to my factory visits, all of these things, keep the podcast going. And it made me realize that I've let so many months, days, hours, minutes, seconds, time, so much time 
pass me by without clearly and intentionally setting goals like I did when I first started my business. And the reason I'm saying that, right, this isn't not, this isn't necessarily about to be business advice or about owning a business or starting a business or whatever. If you have one, amazing. Hopefully this is helpful. But I've been listening to a lot of financial podcasts and I'm really trying. My goal this year is to really pay off my debt that I've accrued through my business, through my personal expenses, just in life, in full, right? And that's a big goal because I've accrued some debt. (laughs) I mean, I'm really just honestly running a business is so expensive and when things don't go your way with sales, whatever, that's not important. What I'm trying to say is setting clear goals and believing in yourself is going to get you so much closer to actually accomplishing them. And I know that because I used to do that and I saw what it brought out in me. I saw what it brought out in my business. Like when I look back at old business plans and I'm like, oh my God, I did all those things. But then I look back or not look back. I'm looking at us today and I literally have my fabric manufacturer yelling at me, my production manufacturer yelling at me, being like, it's time for new styles. It's time for new designs. It's time for new colors. What are you doing? You're going to lose your, your customers. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even sat down to feel creative and get excited because I've allowed financial stress or business stress overtake me to let me live in this autopilot pilot mode of like no innovation, lack of motivation, lack of creativity. And it's like sucked me into this void because I never set clear goals. I never set clear intentions of what I want to do. I've just talked about it. I never did it. And that's what I was so proud of in the first place for all the babies because I stopped talked and I start doing. And from starting to do, you create. And from creating, you meet people. And from meeting people, the next thing comes. And then the connection happens. And then you get the write-up. And then, right? I'm just, that's what happened to me when I started because I had the goals. So I'm using February 1st today, this celebration of a new month, as my start of clear and defined goal settings. But I'm not just talking about like, I'm going to launch new styles or I'm going to pay off my debt. I'm talking definitive, clear goals. Like literally today, I went to my fabric manufacturer and I was like, you know what? I need to feel like I'm starting my business all over again. I need that fun. I need that funk. I need that crazy. And I looked at all the fabrics and I bought a bunch of scrap fabrics that were left over and I'm going to do a fun drop with it and it's going to be different and it's going to be unique and there's only going to be a few because that's how I started in the first place and and my best friend was kind of reminding me of this she was like just drop the things that make you happy have fun but do it consistently do the dress if you want to do the dress get the pattern if you want to get the pattern like make the bag if you want to make the bag like I allowed COVID and the success that my brand received during the pandemic define, oops, I hit the mic, define what my business is or looks like. It, it put me in a, in a loungewear box, right? I don't have to live in that box. I can expand. Anyways, I'm just saying define your goals because you will, you will realize how quickly they will come into fruition if they are clear 
because I was listening again to a podcast today about it and she was like goals without actual action or writing them down are just wishes and that struck me so strong because that's where I feel like I've been for the last two years I've let life get so ahead of me that I'm just like oh you know I want to do this for my business and yeah They've become huge wishes without action and because I'm not each week leading myself closer to a goal, right? So my preachy therapy moment for all of you, therapy to myself truly in this, in these solos is clearly define your goals, write them down, put them on post-its, make actionable plans for yourself. Like just a fun quick story and then I'll wrap it up and I'll go into questions, but in college in my senior year we went to USC and my Alex's mom my mother-in-law or soon-to-be mother-in-law um told him to set intentions for getting a job out of college and he knew he had to get a job out of college right like their pressure was fully on it's like all of us when we were senior year in college all we want to do is graduate with that full-time job offer but for Alex his dad was literally like I just need to be super clear here once you graduate, you're not getting a dime from me. I'm not helping you out. Like if you don't have a full job, you need to figure it out, right? Like very strict. And I think it was so helpful because it made Alex define his goal and go for it, right? And he did this incredible mantra that he got from his mom and he put the post-it on his mirror. He put it everywhere that he was looking frequently. So for us, it was like in his bathroom and he was brushing his teeth and it said, I have, I have the job that is most suitable for me for the highest good of everyone and in harmony with the universe. And he would look at that and every day it would remind him and every day he would say it out loud. And this was like six months before he actually got a job offer, right? But he, he did the work to achieve this goal, obviously, but I'm saying he set the intention, he set the goal and he really every single day worked for it and he constantly reminded himself what his goal was. And I loved that affirmation because you can say that for anything, right? Like I have the job that is most suitable for me for the highest good of everyone and in harmony with the universe. I feel my best for, well, I guess that wouldn't work, but you know what I mean? You can do it for anything. And And that's a really good reminder, right? Post-its, do the things. Like, I'm sure I'm like a broken record. You can get this advice from anywhere. But I really do like to start these solo episodes just with things that are helping me and things that I'm kind of experiencing and going through because I do find that they're relatable. And, And my goal for this is to just connect, find community, feel close, have these moments, right? And so I hope that that felt helpful. But... Yeah, it's like an ongoing journey, truly. And it's not easy. And it's hard to hold ourselves accountable. So treat every new month like a new year. Have fun. Feel excited. Be proud of yourself and what you've done. And use each new month as a start to get you closer and closer to the goals of your life, of your love, of your well-being, of all of it. So happy February, everyone. And um, now we'll get into the fun stuff. I'm... I'm going to Europe next week. We have to, it's crazy. Me and Alex are getting married in um, in Sicily on the water in Italy. Alex was born in, in Milan. And 
We have to go all the way to Paris. It's so funny that they don't make this easier, but I guess it makes sense. But we literally have to fly to Paris just to hand over my translated documents because we're getting legally married in Paris before we have the ceremony in Italy. But in order to do that, we have to literally go to Paris. So we're like, well, perfect timing. It lands on Valentine's Day. Let's have a romantic European getaway. And then we're flying over to Sicily to meet with our wedding planner and do all the things and get my hair and makeup trial, try our menu. It's so exciting. It's so crazy planning a wedding. Um, a lot of people asked about that, which I'll get into. But now I'm going to answer some questions. And I'm not going to try to bore you with my answers for too long. Um, but let's see. Let's see what let's see what people are asking. Okay. What does your typical day-to-day as a business owner look like? Okay. So because I'm a one-woman show over here at All the Babies currently, I <laughs> I can't say that any one day looks the same, but I like to really I find that because I have so much flexibility with what I'm doing, when I'm doing, how I'm doing it because I'm my own boss and because I'm an entrepreneur and because I can technically create my own schedule, I find that I'm my most productive when I set timeline goals for myself. It really helps that I have a fiance that works from home and so I see his accountability and him in meetings and like what his schedule looks like. So I really do try to match that energy if I can. So what it looks like is I wake up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to a Pilates class at 7.35 in the morning. And then the other days, I also will do Pilates or I'll do Peloton, but later in the day. And then, and again, that's just because it matches my partner's schedule. So it's just easy to kind of have that routine together, which started in January and we've maintained. And I'm so stoked about it because I'm feeling so good. Once I get back from Pilates, which is super close to my house, so I'm back by like 8.30 in the morning super quick shower or straight to work who knows but what I like to do is a quick shower and I in my timeline of what I'm doing for that day I like to give myself my morning time so I'll give myself from 8 30 to 9 30 you have to shower have your coffee do your morning pages and just like have a moment with yourself have your breakfast maybe see how you're feeling so I'll be done with my shower around 8.45, getting ready for the day. I'll be sitting with my coffee by like 8.50, let's say, you know, give or take. And morning pages takes about 20 minutes. And if you don't know what morning pages is, I highly recommend you look into it. I um, learned about them from my, from Alex's aunt. And it's just amazing what it does because it gets out so much that you don't even know is inside. And I actually get my best business ideas or venting moments or whatever it is from these morning pages. And after each page, I'm looking at Alex like, oh my God, oh my God, I just got an idea. I just got an idea. It feels so good. And it just kind of grounds you and sets you up for your day. So I really love doing that. I don't do it every morning, but I'm really trying to be good about that. Again, February 1, that's one of my goals to really start implementing into the start of each morning. Because I find that if I don't have that structure, I end up really becoming kind of just obsessed with work throughout the day like I'm looking at my customer service emails right away I'm like I start my morning almost stressed so 
that really helps ground me. And then from there, I define what my next steps are, which is maybe a newsletter or content for social media, or a big chunk is spent packing orders, or a big chunk is spent doing factory visits. Um, So it really looks differently, but I try to kind of find days where I can just prioritize strategy and content and days where I can just prioritize packing orders or finance or whatever. Each day looks differently, but my biggest recommendation is to create your own accountability timeline is what I call it. I literally write accountability timeline and I pinpoint each time from like nine to five as if I gave myself a nine to five job, which I do have, if not way more, way longer because I'm constantly thinking about work, but that is so helpful. And advice for someone looking to start a business, that's another question, is what I just said earlier, stop talking and start doing. I'm telling you, you will find a path. The path doesn't seem clear right now. And that's okay. It's not going to seem clear. When I started, I was so nervous and intimidated by the industry. I knew nothing. I was embarrassed. But I started on Google. I researched organic fabric. I knew I wanted that. Then I found a manufacturer. Then he led me to my production manager. And then my production manager led me to my pattern maker. And then each thing unlocked and everything happened. And that was my experience. But I really do think you have to just do it. And it sounds so cliche and lame, but it's like so many people aren't doing it. So if you just do that, then you're already setting yourself up for success, right? I failed a million times, but that's because I'm doing it and it allows me to learn and keep going and move forward and, you know, define what those failures look like and how those failures can lead me closer to success. And so just start it. If it's a clothing line, my DMs are open. My email is open. I'm happy to chat with you through it because it is a difficult process. It's intimidating for sure. There's a lot to learn, but truly start it and know that there's resources out there for you, right? Like don't allow yourself to feel alone. Before I started, I would just meet up with whoever I could pick their brain, right? People who I knew worked in the, in the retail industry, people who I knew, um, have worked with getting investors, all these things, right? And I'm doing this now in year three because I'm really starting to like muster up the courage to finally think about fundraising. And it feels like I'm starting something new all over again, right? It's such a scary thing, but know that you're not alone. Know that there's resources out there and know that you can do it. Just do it. And we can have a proper business episode where I can talk more about it. (laughs) Another question, why are you so cute? Please answer on the pod. That's very sweet. Um, just going to say thank you. I don't know. Thanks. Thanks, mom and dad. Okay. Wedding questions. Where's the wedding? And what's the other one? Truly all the wedding content. So, so, so excited for you guys. So, like I mentioned, the wedding is in Sicily. Sicily. I can't talk. Um, the wedding is in Sicily, Italy. It's in Scopello. So you fly into Palermo and then you drive 40 minutes west to this little old tuna fishery town called Scopello. It's not in Noto where um, all the white lotus hype is, (laughs) but it does. It feels like the year to get married in Italy. I'm telling you, it's like, my God, white lotus. But 
yes, my fiance was born in Milan and he spent most of his life traveling between Milan, Paris, uh, my God, he even spent some time in Vancouver, Morocco, all these things. He's truly an expat. Um, he's lived everywhere and he speaks three languages, Italian, French, English, and he's very good in Spanish. But we got engaged in Europe, in Portugal, in the south of Portugal, in this little beautiful beach town. And I talk about it in another solo, which I will link in our show notes. But um, since we were already in Europe, I was like, we might as well look at venues. We know we're going to get married here. We fell in love here. We said, I love you in Lisbon, Portugal for the first time. And we met in Paris, hence why we said I love you in Europe already, because we had traveled to Lisbon together during our study abroad together. But so we met in Paris. So we're getting legally married in Paris in the courthouse in the Marie de Septième, which is where you have to get married in the arrondissement in which your family lives. So his parents live in Saint-Germain and they're right on the cusp of the 7th and the 6th arrondissement. So we're married in the 7th City Hall and it's my favorite one. It's so gorgeous and beautiful. So we'll have a small intimate family ceremony there and that's going to be end of June and it'll just be his family and my family. So literally just immediate family, my parents and my brother and his parents and his sister. And what's really beautiful is that his sister will be my witness and my brother will be Alex's witness because you can't have a relative as your witness, but they're both going to be our brother and sister-in-law. So it's a really beautiful moment that they can sign for us and we get to say I do in French first and so that's going to be really special and then we're going to do the traditional thing where we walk over to lunch after and we happen to be in the area where we get to walk over to Ralph's uh, Polo Ralph Lauren not the grocery store (laughs) Polo Ralph Lauren has a beautiful cafe in Paris and so we'll walk over there and have a little cozy intimate family moment And then the next day, we fly into Sicily that Saturday, if all goes well. We're literally flying to Paris to find out if we can even get the court date that we want because we have to give all my documents that were translated in French and yada, yada, yada. It's quite a thing. Um, But we're going to do that and fly into Sicily. And then that's where all the wedding festivities begin. So we will have a rehearsal dinner for our guests and the whole wedding is invited to the rehearsal dinner because it is a destination wedding um and we're doing it at this beautiful little seaside restaurant again hopefully we can't get in touch with the with the owner because it's off season but it seems like it's going to be a go and that'll be on sunday and then the actual wedding day is on monday exactly a year to the day we got engaged so we got engaged on july 3rd 2022 and we're getting married on july 3rd 2023 um that was truly on accident that's how crazy this story is is i found our dream venue in um in sicily in scopello in this town and the only date they had available for the next four years (laughs) four years was july 3rd a monday and I don't know if that's because it's like 4th of July weekend or because it's a Monday, but whatever it is, it is too serendipitous to deny. And I'm so excited. This venue is an absolute dream. 
place. Like, I don't even know how to put words to the beauty of it and what you feel when you're there. It's so rustic and lived in and loved in. And it's an old tuna fishery and it's just on the water and everything about it blows me away. Like, the perfect example is, and I just feel so grateful to even be getting married there, but the perfect example is my parents decided to book a little romantic getaway over Christmas, just them two. And they decided to go to Sicily to see the venue and to have the experience and then to go to Paris and have just like a moment alone. They were supposed to stay at the venue because it's a hotel in a landmark type of venue in Sicily. It's called La Tonara di Scopello. If you want to look it up, it's absolutely just mind-blowingly gorgeous. Mind-blowingly gorgeous. Um, you like don't even have to decorate a thing. It's perfect. But they were supposed to stay for only two days. They ended up extending their trip eight days because they just couldn't leave. And then they said, like my dad literally called me every day crying just to say how much love is in that place, how grateful he is to be my dad, how grateful he is to be Alex's father-in-law, like the the sanctity of marriage and covenant and union and and just the profound feelings they got at that place they said that they just fell in love with each other more than they could even say I mean it was too deep to even address here but it's like that's the power of this venue and and that's what makes me so excited that we're getting married there I mean it's like it's really there's no words for it it's all inspiring truly so that's that and then we have a day after beach party on Tuesday and that is gonna be the beautiful wedding plan so Paris to Palermo in Sicily and then a beautiful ceremony with our closest friends and family and then we'll head off to our honeymoon straight away we haven't decided fully yet what we want maybe Mallorca but the wedding planning is fun it's it's definitely I couldn't do it without the wedding planner because she's based in Palermo so she's able to oversee everything and give us all her vision and yada yada but man when I tell you it's a lot it's a lot like me and Alex had to create a very detailed mood board so we can give her what we wanted and then obviously a wedding website and then mood boards for what to wear all these things like you just a registry there's so much involved but my advice is to savor every minute of your engagement and just enjoy every moment of wedding planning and do it together because it's so fun together I can't imagine not doing this with Alex like we just enjoy it so much even in the hard moments where it's like oh my god that's expensive or oh my god how do we make that cheaper what are we doing here like we're so delayed on sending invites blah 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 just enjoy every moment because it's hopefully the only time in your life that you're gonna have that moment and so I'm really savoring all of that anyways we can talk more wedding stuff as we get closer to the date um another question any thicker heavyweight cozies coming out for the depths of winter no, but um, I, you heard it here first, am obsessed with Heather Gray and I've been dying to bring it to all the babies and everybody's been asking for it specifically in fleece and today actually at my factory visit I found the dreamiest Heather Gray fleece so stay tuned for that. I'm <laughs> that'll be kind of another exciting big drop and um Moving forward, we're probably going to structure things a little bit more pre-order style um, just to kind of gauge what our customers want to give us more time to produce 
less, more, whatever. It just creates a lot more sense when you don't necessarily have the upfront capital. Cap, <laughs> upfront capital. Uh, it just makes things a bit easier and it allows more floating capital. And it's exciting for the consumer too. It builds hype and energy and it allows us to test multiple different styles that work, colors, and do smaller batches so you're eliminating waste. It's just overall a way better business model in my opinion for small for what we're doing. All right. Other questions. What has your experience been as a young female entrepreneur? So funny. I feel like my experience is probably similar and different in a lot of ways to other young female entrepreneurs. You know, like I always say that I'm very scrappy, very non-traditional, probably from the outside, hopefully looking like I'm doing things right, but from the inside, really just figuring it out as I go, following my gut, following my intuition, and staying in my flow, staying in my rest, figuring it out. I, and maybe I should, I never really, I always stay in my lane. I'm never really looking what other people are doing or how they're doing it. I'm just kind of trying to stay in my lane. And I think that's a blessing and a curse because I just kind of get a vision and run with it. But I also feel like sometimes it's hard, right? It's like I do really think comparison is the thief of joy. So sometimes I find myself seeing what other businesses are doing or other female founders are doing that are my age and they're 10 steps ahead of me or making way more money than me. And then I kind of go in a shame spiral. Or in other cases, I use that to an advantage and I connect with them and I hear from them and I see that it was hard for them to get there too or that each phase is different or that it might look really good from the outside but it's really hard on the inside or that they're there to give me advice and lend me support and so again it's just like it's really about not going at it alone like I'm so lucky that I co-founded this with my mom even though she's not involved in the day-to-day I really do feel like she is so the person that I go to when I'm having those moments of like what am I doing? How am I innovating? How am I unique? How am I different? What story am I telling? Like, what is my why? You know, she's always there to like kick me in the butt and be and but in a really loving way. Honestly, she always finds the right words. Like, I was really struggling the other day about business and just feeling deflated and not knowing what my next move is, but having so many ideas in my mind, but not feeling like I had the means to get there because of finances holding me back, you know, whatever. And she just said the perfect words. And it was really about just starting from where I started in the first place. Because customers feel that. People feel that. It's like this innocence. It's this rawness. It's this transparency and this authenticity. And I like to feel like we've maintained that through all the years. But in that, I've also lost my fun and my flow because I've had to focus on so many aspects of the business. So I'm just trying to redefine my craft and that's kind of what my experience has been. And I'm now leaning into this new journey of really trying to stop using, stop saying that I don't have strengths in finance and I don't understand finance and start really leaning into understanding finance and being in control of my money and knowing what terms mean, especially as I start to think about fundraising and all these things. So that's kind of, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, highly recommend checking out Sophia Maruso's business class. That helps me a lot. I really have to still complete the course. Um, But 
it's a great place to not feel alone with other young female entrepreneurs or just any entrepreneur for that matter. Um, advice for starting a new small sustainable business. I feel like I already touched on this. Just do it. And I'm here for any other advice and always listen to your gut. It's like, I swear you guys, every moment that I was like, this sounds fishy or I don't know if I feel this or why am I, you know, paying all this money to bring these, like these outside sources on that are going to help grow my business and marketing or whatever. Like that's not the move. That's a waste of money. Like it always ended up being right, but I never listened in the first place. And again, you have to have failures in order to succeed and find and learn from your mistakes, but truly listen to your gut. And nine times out of 10, there's going to be a way to find, like to figure out something that you're a problem you're having or some, a way you want to grow to business. You can do it for way cheaper than what's out there. Ignore as many emails as you can from people that are going to blow up your inbox and be like, I can offer this. I can grow this. I was saying yes to all of those things and none of them served me. So believe in yourself first, believe in outside resources. And then when you really feel desperate, maybe think about bringing on these people. Obviously, I'm not saying don't hire an incredible team. A team is a different thing. A team is so important. But I mean, ignore the outside noise of people just trying to get into your new business email and and take your money, honestly, because you heard it from me first. It's not worth the money. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, so many questions. So little time. Well, we have time. I just hope I'm not boring you all. How do you balance being an entrepreneur with life, love, friends, personal time, and family? I actually think that I have a very good balance on it, but I think that it's a seasonal balance and seasonal. I mean, it truly depends on where my business is at when it comes to the busy retail seasons around the holidays. I'm very busy. I'm sometimes working until 10 p.m. trying to pack orders, organize inventory, get collections going, throw in some extra photo shoots on a weekend if I can, whatever it is. And, and that I've made very clear to my friends and family that like the two weeks leading up to Christmas or Black Friday are very busy times for me and I'm not going to really be available. And other than that, during the weekdays, I really try to shut, shut everything down by 7 p.m. latest and like separate from it. I think I'm really lucky in the fact that my office is outside of my house. So it's like literally my back house. It's separate from the home. So I, I try to enter into the house with new energy that's not related to work, right? Like take off the work energy. I call it the work juice. Like just take it off. I'm physically taking it off right now. Um, and it's so interesting. I can only get there if I feel like I accomplished what I needed to accomplish that day. Like if not, Alex will literally be like, why do you seem kind of not present or what's going on? Like, why are you kind of off? And I'll be like, oh my God, I literally, I can't stop thinking about this thing that I didn't get done, you know? And it eats away at you. So if you didn't get the thing done, you really do need to separate. Whether that is like take a shower and just have the shower moment thinking about the fact that you didn't get the thing done, like get it out of your system before interacting with your partner or your friends so that you can enter in that new fresh energy. I like to maybe light a candle or a fire, or I like to make sure that the house feels organized and clean upon entering it once my work is done so that I can really balance everything, right? Um, But 
I found that in managing my schedule and doing way less during the weekdays, it allows me to have a very fulfilled work schedule, but also be very fulfilled and present with my partner after work and just prioritizing dinners with him, movies with him, cuddling, whatever it is, a bath, you know, like for myself, whatever those things are during the weekdays. I used to really plan on the weekdays and it was exhausting me and it was leaving no time for me for my partner for anything it was just prioritizing my friends so now during the weekdays I try to do way less maybe a coffee with a friend in the morning before I get going you know maybe a dinner here or there but I really try to maximize the weekends and separate the weekends I do not respond to customer service emails on the weekends I do not pack orders on the weekends unless it's absolutely urgent or I have to do something that's not happening I take that very seriously I'm not posting on Instagram on the weekends for all the babies, so I separate in that way. But I truly think the balance comes naturally, but it's allowing it's allowing yourself grace to not look at, at your phone, to feel present. It's like, it's a both and, right? And if you feel like balance is really hard for you, I encourage just trying to find your flow or trying to find the ways that you can separate and be present. And maybe that looks like, let's say your partner's trying to connect with you and you're working, maybe communicate and be like, hey, I really feel stressed for these next 30 minutes and I have to get this done, but then I'm all yours after. And like, I would love to just talk about our days together or go for a walk and decompress. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying there's totally ways to balance. You just have to find what that rhythm looks like for you and you have to be very clear with your communication when it comes to your friends and family so that they're aware and they can support you and they can lift you up and like they can do cute things for you you know all of that what are some color trends you foresee for spring summer oh my gosh um well I'm sure you guys all saw the Pantone color of the year is like that fabulous pink we'll probably do something with that um again just because everybody keeps asking for pink and orange from us and um I'm seeing so much terry cloth everywhere and it's so funny because we already had planned terry cloth for spring summer like that towel-y fabric so I'm really excited that we're doing that too but it's everywhere but it's a good fabric that's what happens when it's good everybody wants to use it you know so it's fine what are you reading listening watching right now I am reading well I'm listening but it's a book to the audiobook of Matthew Perry heartbreaking what a what a guy what a memoir um friends lovers and the big terrible thing I think that's what it's called that's a it's a good listen. I like to listen to it in the bath or on walks. Um, and it's with Matthew Perry's voice. But I also would honestly just prefer to read it in a hard copy. And I've been listening to a lot of financial podcasts, to the world's first podcast, and that's actually what led me to financial podcasts, is their interview with Tori Dunlap, who started the Financial Feminist, how to get oh my god, I'm gonna butch it, like your first hundred K or something. She's awesome. She actually talks a lot about goal setting too and really handling your finances. And I just love what she's saying and doing, especially as a woman in finance. It's very motivating. And I also, my Alex has been um, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that's hugely inspiring. And he's been telling me what he's been learning. And I basically feel like I'm reading it myself. (laughs) And I just finished from scratch. Oh my gosh, you guys talk about a cry fest I know I'm a little late on the game on this but oh me and Alex were just sobbing 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 
It's like every episode. Wow. What, what beautiful love they have, by the way. It was very inspiring to watch before getting married because their love is beautiful. Her as a wife, him as a husband, them as parents. Can't handle it. Hugely, hugely motivating. Um, what else am I watching? You know, I dabble in my reality TV. I am dying to watch this new Pamela Anderson documentary because I loved Pam and Tommy, but I think it's going to be so, I was literally, we were literally Pam and Tommy for Halloween. LOL. Did it very well too. But I am so excited to see, to hear Pamela's real story because what she had to go through in the public eye is so insane to me and so not okay. And the way that they painted her, ugh, like I just, I'm really, I'm really excited to watch her story. And I almost feel bad that I was her for Halloween because of, it was probably objective, objecting her. So sorry, Pamela, not that you're listening to this, but I was just celebrating you and your beauty and your hotness and your life. (laughs) And I was also inspired by Pam and Tommy. It was a good show. Um, Okay, what are your ATB goals for 2023 and beyond? I can't believe this is a question. I was just talking about goals. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's exciting. Um, I My huge goal is to really do more drops. I want to get super clear on more drops, more styles, more textures, fabrics, and consistency through that. And I really want to define this podcast and monetize this podcast and spread this podcast into event like settings and live recordings and all that jazz and I really want to get serious about my subscription model but like actually concretely serious and that's what I mean by definitive goals like I'm talking I'm gonna sit down with Alex and I'm gonna start figuring everything out for the subscription and and work each month when I celebrate the first of each month, I'm going to check in that I am one step closer to launching the subscription. Um, and I just want to keep seeing it grow. And I really do want to get serious about investors. Ugh, I'm sorry if I'm kind of monotone on this little. I'm just like reading and it's fun and, you know. Oh, it's dark in my office now. So exciting. What is your dream collab? I would love to collab with Eva Joan. It's my best friend's company. We're actually going to have her on the podcast. Maybe when we do a collab, we will do a podcast with her. That's what we've talked about. But they do mending and repairs and they can literally take your damaged goods and turn them into a whole new piece. They can do the most insane things I've ever seen. And I'm just so inspired by them. And I love them. And another dream collab. I love Shop Arc. Shop Arc, let's do something together. That would be beautiful. Um, there's so many, I don't know, because I feel like I am redefining the way that I'm going to be doing business this year. So I think in doing that, it's going to redefine the type of collabs that I'm going to be drawn towards. Um, and then one last question to wrap it all up, because I have to go meet some friends for a drink. Um, when do you feel the most fulfilled and happy? I feel the most fulfilled and happy when I... I'm obviously with my dog and my fiance with Alex. I keep saying my Alex because I feel bad saying fiance so much. Um, Obviously them, they are my grounding place. They're so special. And it's honestly after a really good days of work where like 
I cross everything off the list. I maybe recorded a podcast with an incredible guest, had a little natural wine, and I'm stepping into my space. I'm cleanly showered. I'm in my cozies, candles lit, and I just feel actual sense of calm, but also accomplished. Like I got accomplished. (laughs) I love that. Calm and accomplished. Like, I really did both. Like, I allowed myself the hard work, but then I allowed myself the chill. And that, to me, is so calming. Or doing a bath on top of all that. Don't even get me started. But I just feel like when business is aligned, personal is aligned, friendships are aligned, my cup is full. And don't even get me started on a girl's trip. Like, all day, every day, anytime, a girl's trip fills my cup more than you can imagine. Go do that. Go be with your girls, listen to your girls, vent with your girls, gossip with your girls, do <laughs> gossip girls, um, don't really gossip, but you know, connect with your women. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but it just fulfills me beyond, beyond, beyond because your women will fulfill you different than your partner, your people and your family, right? Like I, I have each of them for each thing. I mean, they all give me everything, but there's something about Spending quality time with your girls, that is so important in my book. Go on the trip, spend the time, do the thing. Same thing goes with your partner, same thing goes with your family. But like, I'm just speaking, I love that shit. Um, and I don't know, I'm a happy person. I'm a positive person. And I think that I've allowed myself to go more negative or more like, I don't want to say realistic because I've just been going through it with work, you know, but now I'm going back into the happy bliss bubble, baby. I'm stepping into power, creativity, happiness, fulfillment, joy, and I'm doing that through fun, honesty, authenticity, conversations, communication, all of it. I'm not afraid. I feel like I'm at this place where like I know how hard I've worked, but I know I can work harder. No more energy of what's lacking, only energy of what can I create, what can come towards me, what can I make happen. That feels like a really exciting place to be. So I'm really happy. I'm really in a happy place planning my wedding. I feel good. I feel like it's the start of a new year. But you know what I mean? A new month, a new month. And I encourage you all to to experience that, to challenge that every first of the month, every first of the week, whatever it is for you, is the start where you're checking in with yourself, your goals, what you've done, what you've accomplished, how you feel, and just soak it up and enjoy it and feel proud of yourself. And don't allow those things if you didn't reach your goals to define you, but allow yourself to step into it even more. And by doing it month to month, then you really can get way more accomplished. I'm telling you, because life gets busy, things get hectic, and then suddenly you wake up and it's another new year and you're like, shit, what did I do this year? Or you're like, hell yeah, I accomplished everything. So that's that. That's what I'm going to say. I hope this landed. You know, I really love doing these solos for you. They really do feel like therapy for me. And I don't I don't come prepared. Maybe I should start. But I really just like talking to you all 
like I would at coffee or out on the porch, like what this podcast is or over a drink or, you know, at the, at dinner, whatever it is. I just, that's the energy I want to bring and, and I hope it lands. And so I'm here. Anytime you have a question, email it in. If you enjoy this, we can do more of them. If you're kind of like, eh, what are you saying? Don't need advice from you. We can do more of that. But I never want to sound preachy or annoying. I'm just saying what works for me. And I hope that if this can touch one person's life, then I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm not just trying to scream in a mic. I genuinely enjoy this. I genuinely love connecting with our community. And I genuinely think that this can become something. So thank you for following along. Thank you for listening. Share this with your friends and follow us on our new Instagram for this podcast at the porch time pod. And obviously follow along at all the babies co if you haven't already shop our cozies, get in on all the love, do all the things and obviously give me your feedback, your reviews, all the things that help make us better. So thank you for tuning in. And if there's a guest that you would like us to have on, holler 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 let me know if you're a mom and you want to share your birth story if you want to get vulnerable or if you are based in LA let's sit down let's record in person and let's chat I cannot wait and wow I don't know how I kind of killed that ending right there (laughs) Woo! no but I'm off to Barcella for some drinks with friends that I actually met at in all the babies Midland Market and one of them helped uh, work for me at that event and the other works for Marmar Candles, which are incredible, as I'm sure you know. So I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go enjoy and I'm sending everyone so much love as they enter into this new month. Allow yourself new opportunities, new challenges, new goals, and make it happen. I'm right there along this journey with you and I'm sending truly all my love. Big hugs to everyone and enjoy. Mm-hmm.